0: End times. I wish we'd all been ready. Well, it's Norman here. We are talking about a book called The Culmination of All Things with Andrew Harrison. And we're continuing our discussion about the beginning of the birth pains, the things that we see nowadays, and we know a little bit from history. So we're on the fairly safe ground of what we're experiencing, as opposed to the foggy ground of what might be just over the hill. Mm-hmm. Going back to Jerusalem, because I said to you, mm. is it geographically The only thing that I know and understand is that Jesus, when he ascended from the Mount of Olives, Mm. said very straight to his disciples, in the same manner as I go, you Mm. will actually see me come. Does that imply that Jesus is actually going to come to the same bit of land that he ascended from, wherever that was? And then consequently, from there, he's going to walk to the temple. And that, therefore, must be somehow within walking distance from the Mount of Olives. Mm. So we don't quite know exactly where the temple is, but we do know where the Mount of Olives
1: is. Mm -hmm. I can identify an area that I need to sort of make clear from my standpoint within the culmination of all things. And when I've been studying this, this has been an important issue. The question is, is the time of the second coming the same as the rapture and the same as the day of the Lord? And when I've been studying eschatology in light of the whole of the scriptures, the whole of the prophecies about the end times... I can't see any other way of understanding it other than what we are waiting for is the second coming of Jesus. And that second coming is when everybody will see him um, at the same time or around the same time. Every eye will see him. And at that time, as it says in Thessalonians and says in Matthew 24, that the rapture will take place. We will go up and people will be left behind. And we will forever be with the Lord in the air so we will be with jesus but there's no indication that he will set foot on the earth at that time first part of the second coming so jesus will come again but not stand on the earth he will come again he'll be in the air he'll be with the clouds every eye will see him and we will go up and be with him and this is the rapture and then we will be with him in that sort of existence. Of being Is there a
0: trumpet that sounds at that time or something?
1: At that time there will be a trumpet sound. The second coming of Jesus and the rapture as one event applies to the whole world and everybody will see him and it will involve people who have already died and that's clear from Thessalonians and from Matthew 24. But it also mentions the trumpet sound in connection with the resurrection just prior to the last judgment. And that is referred to as the last trumpet. So that's different.
2: Prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful
1: We've all been ready. but in regard to the day of the lord for which we look into the old testament mostly we will see in zechariah that jesus will stand on the mount of olives so that will happen But in regard to the day of the Lord, this really includes the Jews. The second coming of Jesus and the rapture as one event applies to the whole world and everybody will see him. And it will involve people who have already died. And that's clear from Thessalonians and from Matthew 24. And that will not be the same as far as I can see as the time he stands on the Mount of Olives. But in regard to the day of the Lord, this really includes the Jews. When it comes to the day of the Lord, which is after the reign of the Antichrist and all that he does, which is after the rapture, all the terrible things that the Antichrist does and lots of the wrath of God poured out on a non-Christian world, after that will come the day of the Lord, the time when Jesus will stand on the Mount of Olives. And that will be the time when he reigns from Zion, when he reigns from Jerusalem, that very location. And Revelation makes it very clear that this will be for a thousand years. And during that thousand years, Satan will be locked up in the abyss, not in hell, but in the abyss, from which he will be released after a thousand years. So when Jesus stands on the Mount of Olives, I put this at the same time as the battle that takes place in Armageddon when all the nations of the earth surround Jerusalem and the scripture is very, very clear about this surround Jerusalem to destroy Jerusalem Jesus will come and he will destroy the Antichrist he will send the Antichrist into the lake of fire all of these armies of the world will be destroyed and then Jesus will remain there in Jerusalem and reign in Jerusalem for a thousand years and he will govern the whole earth in a sense that he's not done so before and here you have jerusalem as prominent in the whole of the world and ezekiel refers to jerusalem or israel being the navel of the earth the center of the earth so it will be the focal point of the earth And in the same area where it's prophesied about Jesus standing on the Mount of Olives, it's very clear in Zechariah 14 that the nations of the world will celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, and they will come from all the nations of the earth. They will come and keep that festival every year. So this, again, will be placed within the millennial reign of Christ over that thousand-year period. So Jerusalem is definitely prominent. And in the last two chapters of Revelation, 21 and 22, it's all about Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the bride of Christ. and Jerusalem is so focal in God's mind as a very, very important place and prophetically if you accept these prophecies literally and there's no reason not to and the old testament is absolutely full of the restoration of israel and the israelites coming back to their land and the temple and everything else and zion being the highest mountain on earth at that time so incredible topographical things are going to be happening in that region and it's going to be the focal point of the worship of all of god's people
0: it's a lot to be taken in there and uh, set me thinking but uh, me as a Christian, being very, very selfish, what I'm looking up for is for Jesus to be calling from the clouds and ascending to meet him in the clouds, hopefully with as many of my friends as we can muster up. Yeah. And it being an upward journey, that's good news to me because I couldn't run and I couldn't walk. I'll leave my artificial leg behind. And we meet with Jesus in the clouds. And then to some extent, being purely blinkered, I could actually say, I've got it sorted. I'm quite happy, delightfully happy. You're delightfully happy. We're all there together. Mm. So why should we be worried in the slightest about what happens next? Because we're in another world, as it Mm. were. Mm. But on the other hand, I still feel that we need to think about those things and talk about those things. But having read your first novel, as opposed to the culmination, Mm. the impression I got was two things. One was, all the bits around about us, we ain't seen nothing yet, because they're going to get far, far, far worse. So we think it's bad enough in all of the economic, pandemic, climate, overpopulation, etc., etc. But we ain't seen nothing yet compared with what it's going to be. And the other feeling was if somebody blows a trumpet and everybody starts heading for the clouds, that's where I want to go as well Mm -hmm. because I don't in any way want to face these other things which are happening afterwards. Yeah. Then I suppose I would also add in the thought that as a broadcaster, as a teacher, I want to spend time unwrapping, explaining to people something about these things that are going to be happening beyond the rapture, because it might be part of helping them to make up their mind to turn to Christ. And I've got a responsibility on my shoulders Mm. of telling people. So I suppose that's really where my mindset is. Yeah.